0: You're listening to the Fantasy Football Astronauts. What's going on, everybody? This is the Fantasy Football Astronauts podcast. My name, Daniel Harms, your host. You can find me on Twitter at InHarmsWay19. I got a great show for you guys today. We are going to get into previewing the NFL Combine that starts Today, when this is releasing on Thursday, it starts all the exercises. I start today. I have a spe- very special guest. Host, a very special guest. If I could speak, that would be awesome. Jeremy Popolars. Um, you guys can find him on Twitter at Pope's P O P E S F F H. How you doing, man?
1: I'm good. You know, I am. Uh, I'm excited. The combines here. I wish I was there, but I'm not. Yeah. That'd be always fun, right? But uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm excited for the Combine. I'm excited that most of the uh, fantasy skilled players are going to mm-hmm. be over the weekend. So I am uh, not going to miss much with work and everything. So that's exciting.
0: Yeah, man, I man. I always love... I think everyone kind of loves the Combine, even though it's pretty much a, not a huge thing in terms of what we get to evaluate and things like that, but getting watch guys bench press that matters nothing watching them run a (laughs) 40 like all this stuff it's just fun to watch and they've really transformed this into a, a great event to watch yeah no i agree i
1: i think that like you said the bench press not necessarily the the most important of things for um necessarily every position but you get to see it the linemen stuff like that that's important to see then we also see, um, you know, like the 40s always a fun one that everybody uses to kind of poke holes in prospects that they necessarily don't love or don't like or help themselves kind of cement that. But there are little mm-hmm. things that I like to see from there. You know, like you can take some stuff away. You got to take it with like a surface level slash like that grain of salt approach where, yeah, this is fun to see. But I use it more as a uh, confirming what I've seen them as far as they're playing um i don't use it as a gospel as some other people may Um, but i know a lot of people use it too to create advanced stats and scores to Mm -hmm. kind of rank these prospects as well so it's fun um and like you said
0: it's always fun to watch so yeah so i want to leave this this show off with just a simple question because we all watch it we know that and specifically for fantasy you can really see The public view of a player change based off of their combine performance so which position group do you think the public can really get behind the most in terms of their combine performances how do you think that changes a lot of their their viewpoints based off of this weekend
1: I would say positionally probably running backs I feel like running backs we see a lot of them kind of emerge as out of the woodwork as far as like guys that maybe aren't so well talked about leading mm-hmm. up to the combine. I think that some of them put in some really fancy 40 times and they kind of drive up the draft boards. Um, just last year, we saw, you know, Devontae Price. Well, Devontae, I think that's how I said his name, mm-hmm. uh, was a guy that kind of started to drive up. A lot of people saw, you know, he was a big six foot two, 220 like pound running back, ran a real quick 40 time and everybody was all over it didn't really amount to much once the draft came around and then like rookie drafts, he wasn't really highly touted, but like, I mean, nobody had talked really much about him prior to that. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, this kid ran like a, I think it was a sub four, three or it was mm-hmm. four, four like that. somewhere in there. And they were like, Oh, who's this guy? So for me, I think that a lot of people like that stuff as well as I think a lot of the tests gear towards running backs a little bit more mm-hmm. as far as like, you know, the 40, the, the, uh, even the bench press you know like seeing some of that power and strength the um the broad jumps and then the even the verts like that stuff you're seeing a lot of that explosiveness that the running backs really use i mean wide receivers use them as well tight ends as well but like mm-hmm. i feel like the running backs a lot of people kind of key in on and you could see it a little bit better on screen i feel like more so than you do like with what the wide receiver stuff you're seeing
0: yeah i agree with that especially with the uh the the bench press because no one cares what a wide receiver benches like no one no one no one's watching that no one's paying attention to the reps but like if a, if a running back comes in and they're maybe a little bit smaller or you know they're looking to put up some some power numbers tell so that everyone look I I'm I'm a strong guy I got a strong upper body like that that can definitely change the view of how a lot of people see them like for example we know Zach Charbonnet is probably going to put up numbers uh in the yeah. uh, bench press for for the he's huge but if one of the smaller guys like I don't know Probably not going to happen, but Vaughn comes in and he he has a really impressive bench press. People be like, oh, kind of change his opinion because he's a really yeah. small guy. Uh, but that that could that could change a little bit of how they view him going into uh, the NFL. Speaking, you know, of smaller guys, we'll get into right off the top the quarterback position. Uh, we know right at this point that Bryce Young will not be participating in the drills. Looks like he's going to get measured, step on a scale, and, and be done. Um, which of the not top four guys, so Bryce Young, which we know he's not going to be there, Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and Will Levis, are you most looking forward to seeing at the Combine?
1: Yeah, I lean to Tanner McKee. Um, He's a guy that I've liked throughout all of his collegiate career. He came in pretty highly recruited to Stanford. Um, he's battled some injuries and just kind of crude-like play. He hasn't really, like, refined everything there but he's shown flashes of being of that upper echelon tier type of talent as far as arm talent goes um he's not going to give us anything in as like a dual threat type of quarterback but he's just kind of interesting he's a lot like davis mills um (laughs) obviously the last stanford quarterback that came out but he's a guy that i think could potentially see some fantasy production down the line Depending on where he falls, like that David Mills type of career arc, not to compare him just because they're both Stanford yeah. guys, but they are very similar. Um, so I kind of want to see where he is and see how he garners that. And with me, like quarterbacks, there's not much that a quarterback really can prove to me at the combine in mm-hmm. any of the physical workouts. So like the big thing with Bryce Young not participating, I'm not overly like darn, that kind of stinks. Like it's, yeah. it stinks. Like you'd like to like kind of see him, but like quarterbacks you see if they're fast or not when they're scrambling in the pocket or evading guys like you kind of see this stuff and then for me the big thing for them is what he's going to be doing you know you get yeah. those measurables the 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 actual day to date measures which sometimes the college does way off sometimes it's close and then you're also going to hear and hear some things at least out of like how the interviews went what teams really liked them um how they do on the wonderlick like those are the things that actually translate for NFL quarterbacks because this game for them at the NFL level is all between the years. Um, yes. They have to have physical tools and traits because if they don't, they're not going to be able to go out there and necessarily succeed at a super high level. But if they're smart, that's really what they need. And just that ability to be that leader, quote unquote, um, is something that you're going to still get from him because he is there to participate in that stuff. Mm-hmm. So for me, like the quarterbacks, it's not, not anything huge as far as like not doing that physical side of it for him.
0: Yeah, I, I totally get that. And I haven't actually seen Tanner McKee yet. I actually just got more Stanford tape so I can watch him more closely If for, for you guys. I, for the most part, when it comes to me and watching prospects, I'm only going to watch them based off the all 22 that I have. I try to stay away from watching the, the broadcast, so I finally got some Tanner McKee, so I'm excited to watch it because I've heard not not just from you, but one of the guys I work with at R- RGR Football says he's really happy and really like really likes what he could possibly do. For me, I'm looking at, at DTR Dorian Thompson Robinson because this guy he's one of the probably the enigmas in, in, of these quarterback class because uh, what is he like a fifth year senior at this point? He's been in college for a while now, UCLA, and he's he should test really really well all around and, and i think that when you you talk about the tests yeah it's cool to see that the athletic stuff but he's also going to get a lot of chances to throw the football like the top guys they're going to do that too but dtr is going to get a lot of attempts to show that he can be an accurate quarterback because if there's one thing when you look at on the tape that he's just erratic he's all over the place and i want to see him come in a little more comfortably because out of all the you know the, the back end quarterbacks you always like to take shots on some of the athletic guys because you know he does. Hey, he's got a good arm. I don't think he has an elite you know, arm, but he's a very good athlete. Can evade, can get out and really throw the ball on the move. Well, you don't see the velocity just like take a hit like you do sometimes with Bryce Young. Um, so I want to see him. I want to see him be able to perform well and come in and, and throw the ball, deliver it accurately to at least give himself an opportunity to, to get drafted. And I'm, I'm sure he's going to get like a, a, some day three capital, but, I really want to see him have a good day because there's there's some tools there. And I do think a team is going to be more likely to, to take a shot on him a little bit earlier than like the sixth or seventh round. If he can come in, just have a good, solid workout for the combine. And that really helps set him up for the pro day. So that's what, that's what I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I like that too. I like Dorian Thompson Robinson, Um, like you said. I think really helped him this year was being in that, that style offense there in UCLA for Absolutely. multiple seasons. Um, and he, he kind of took a step forward, I feel like, like watching mm-hmm. the Charbonnet film and stuff like that. Like you, I watched parts of his throws, not a ton of it, and I wasn't really keening in on him just because he isn't yeah. su- super high on my personal board. Um, mm-hmm. But there's people that I know that really like him and that I respect those guys, and they, they agree with you as far as like there's a lot of untapped potential that's not totally refined just yet. And um, the combine could be a spot, like you said, to, to take himself – from likely an undrafted guy to a sixth, fifth-round type of quarterback who has a better chance of sticking somewhere. So I like him. I think that that's a good person to say, Mm -hmm. hey, keep your eye out on him during the combine.
0: Yeah, I know you said earlier that the combine's not really going to change how you view some of these guys. So instead of asking how the combine's going to view you about, you know, Anthony Richardson or Will Levis, because I'm sure it's not going to change too much, we're not going to get to see Henning Hooker. Again, because he's still, I believe he's still recovering from injury. How, in terms of what you saw from him at Tennessee this year and not getting to complete the season, participate in any of these, how are you feeling about him going into the draft process?
1: Yeah, I'm not a huge Hendon Hooker guy. Um, I, I have him after that tier of four. Yeah. Um, I actually do have him ahead of Tanner McKee as far as fantasy goes, just because I do think he gives you a little bit more dual threat ability. Yeah. Um, and he looked a lot better this past season at Tennessee. Now that that offense was kind of simplified. Um, and he also had the benefit of Jalen Hyatt running just past dudes and mm-hmm. they just throwing like 50 yard bombs to kind of pad <laughs> the stats. But um, he did look a lot better. Additionally, um, he does have that mobility. Now the question comes is after that ACL injury, like how mobile as he is still um i mean with nowadays today's meds that it seems like the surgeries and stuff like that don't affect these players as bad as they used to um but i feel like hooker's kind of on that path of like a jalen Hurts style i think that's probably where he gets drafted somewhere in that that range um and he's going to be draftable in super flex i have seen i've seen him all over the boards in a lot of people's rankings i've seen people have him as high as the top 12 in Superflex. And I've also like my personal, I he's down in like the 30 to 40 player range of Superflex. So you're talking like third, fourth round. Um and I think that's that seems right is like that second to third round type of draft. And we'll see what he, where he gets drafted, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I just I'm not out on him. I just am kind of very like, I guess you would say meh. Like I just like he's there kind of deal. Like I, I can see some untapped potential that he could get somewhere. But I don't have a ton of faith behind him.
0: Yeah, I don't think he's going to get drafted to be a starter. Like, that's just not realistic for him, especially coming off an injury. But, again, like you said, he's a mobile guy that offers some downfield ability. And that's that's always something you're looking for in these second or these day two quarterbacks. Something that you can draft, you can look to develop, you know, hopefully get him on the right path behind. A quarterback, you know, maybe – You see Washington look to to look some uh, to draft someone like that if they if they miss out on some of the top guys, but you are looking for more of those mid tier teams that maybe have an established kind of quarterback. It also wouldn't surprise me to see Tennessee looking to take another shot on a quarterback because I don't think that they are going to be all that thrilled with the Malik Willis experiment and where it landed. Because I don't I don't know what's going to go on with Ryan Tannehill yet. If they keep Tannehill one more year. There's a very good possibility they draft another quarterback because we all know that you can't draft enough quarterbacks and get enough shots in the dark at these guys. So whether Malik Willis ends up turning into anything or not, I, I believe that there's a there's a chance here that Malik Willis could be um, okay. You don't really know. I, I meant to say Hendon Hooker there, but I said Malik Willis again. So um, <laughs> there's a chance that Malik Malik um, sorry, I keep doing it. That Hendon Hooker could end up in a place like Tennessee or even a Minnesota behind another year of Kirk Cousins. Just you know, things to think about when you're when you're drafting these guys in your Superflex league, where they could end up, or wait until they get drafted and then do it. So um, the quarterback position is going to be a very interesting dilemma for a lot of these guys i personally think four that the top four are going to go in the top 10 i, I fully right now believe that and yeah, there's a lot of talk around there
1: lot. that like a lot of buzz and usually where there's a lot of uh smoke there's fire so i i think you see i don't know if all four do i feel like one slips out i don't know who it's going to mm-hmm. be just yet but i think one probably slides a little um but it, I, I just wanted to comment and just say like I, when you said Minnesota, I like kind of had a little chuckle myself because I was literally thinking like yeah. that would be probably a really good spot for Henry yeah. Hooker. So like it's crazy like that. We kind of were kind of on that same page. So
0: uh, yeah when you, when you think about how young quarterbacks can get better, you know, you go someplace like like a Minnesota who's going to have mm-hmm. TJ Hawkinson, and I imagine for a long term period of time, he's probably going to get extended this offseason. You have a, a elite elite number one receiver you want to have a run game there whether it's going to be Dalvin Cook or whatever happens with the run game they do want to run the football they have a young up-and-coming offensive line again Kirk Cousins is not a terrible quarterback he's just not gonna get you a Super Bowl he's just not yeah. gonna do it He can still and they have teach. a lot of things
1: like Squared away, like you said, yeah. that good offensive line. Their defense took a, a good step forward last year. I mean, they're not great still, but, like, mm-hmm. they could easily go out and spend some early capital and get another wide receiver to pair with um, Justin Jefferson in in likes of, you know, Jalen yeah. Hyatt or a Cedric Tillman that Hooker had and then take Hooker a little bit later in the draft, kind of give him that year to, to re- come off of that ACL learn. And he's a smart guy. He's a mm-hmm. super smart guy from what I've heard. So I think he'll be able to pick up the NFL game. It's just going to be kind of that situation. And that's a good offense. And we've seen Kirk Cousins run it well and nothing against Kurt; He's a great quarterback, but it's not like he's this immense talent. So it's mm-hmm. a guy that could be, honestly, he would have that same similar path that Kurt had, you know, kind of that late round quarterback that comes in and could establish himself. So. I think that would be a real good spot for him.
0: Yeah, you keep getting. We well, now we're talking about it. I'm getting more excited about and uh, Hooker here, and <laughs> <Right>, talking <laughs> ourselves into
1: it. <laughs> talking into him, man. He's throwing uh, a Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I'm in. I'm yeah, I'm in.
0: I'm in. Like, just, that's <laughs> all he's I, just
1: got to get him within ten feet of him, and he'll somehow <laughs> make a catch. So
0: say it no more. I'm in. All right, so running back position, like you talked about, this is one of the areas that people can really change their mind, minds on on guys. Um, Devin Eching. How fast do you expect him to run the 40? Because I know he's a trap guy, so he's going to be comfortable getting in and out of the blocks. Um, I think he's going to be blazing. I want to know what you think.
1: Yeah, I think he probably runs the fastest of this. I'll say the fastest of the combine. I'll be a little bit bold. I don't know if that's really that bold, but (laughs) I I think he does. I think, um, from what I've heard, the last I heard, I think he was running like a 10 something 100 meter which is pretty quick (laughs) um so i think he's gonna be up there he'll be those low though almost into those four twos um i expected and he is that shorter stature Mm -hmm. but he he knows how to like uh, so here's where this little backstory i used to run track and cross country in high school so like i kind of get that how to run um i used to sprint occasionally so like (laughs) It is really a track event, the 40 yard yeah. dash. It's a very kind of an overrated stat and that's where like we love to have fun with it, but not necessarily does the speed always translate to the game. And I'm not saying this strictly for a chain, but I'm just saying in general, his background knowledge of kind of having ran track and have that it's a big form thing. It works with keeping your head down, like keeping your lower body at a certain angle. There's a, like a ton of metrics to it and like, Players train for this event. Like, it's not like they just walk out there and they just run it and they're like this fast. Like, these guys actually physically go and they get coached up on how to run this the correct form so that they do run these fast times because Mm. it helps them in draft capital because the NFL likes to see it. So, I think his little bit of background is going to give him that extra little bit of an edge. Um, and I think that he does run pretty quick. I think he's gonna be in that 4-2-ish range, maybe 4-3, if he's a little bit slow, if he's a little off on that day. But fully healthy gets a good rep in there. I think he'll be in the 4-2s.
0: I'm gonna I'm predicting a 4-2-8. I think he's gonna be right there. I think that he can he might even be faster. I, I tell you, yeah. getting out of those break, out of those blocks is a huge thing that a lot of these guys mm-hmm. aren't comfortable doing. And it just shows sometimes you don't run a good 40 because you're not comfortable doing it. And doesn't mean you don't have that that football speed. So um we you know the the combine has a ton a ton of exercises a ton of things that they do when you're watching running backs and, and we're watching all these these times and, and these explosion numbers what's the most what well, you know what really means the most to you when you're trying to see take away from the combine with this okay this is really really important for this running back to get here what's the most important thing you think that they're going to be doing here
1: so for me again i, I kind of use this as like a Surface level, I don't think that mm-hmm. every single event is as important for every single player. Um, the most important, I think, really for like overall for all the running backs I do like is like the, the 20-yard shuttle. Um, yeah. I think that shows a lot of what a running back needs. Um, it gives you that short area quickness, their lateral agilities, um, kind of the fluidity and their ability to bend and kind of move in and out of dipping, um, which is kind of the essence behind the running back you know the yes yeah. the 40 times amazing and great to fun to watch and you get like holy cow he just ran a 4-3 and he's like 200 <laughs> pounds but like how often do we see anymore where the NFL has a gaping hole and you're just running straight for 40 yards yeah. like never you know I mean <laughs> you get once every 100 carries maybe that you that ever happens so for me that 20 yard shuttle and even part of the 40 you know that first 10 yard, 20 yard split, I think are more important than the overall 40, just because that's what the NFL is. And at the, at the ground game level, you want those guys that get you those five yard, tough yard runs, the five, 10, 15 yard bursts. And those are the guys who succeed often. You know, we see it all the time. Yeah. David Montgomery gets mocked for his efficiency, but he's a guy that constantly gets you those five, 10 yard runs. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not blowing the top off the defense but he gets it. He's efficient. You know, Nick Chubb is a guy that's that way too. I mean, he does have some of the longer speed, but like a guy that just constantly gets those five, 10 yard runs. And that's the stuff that, you know, JK Dobbins, another one, you know, he constantly gets those five, six yard runs on the regular. And those are the running backs that really have those long, prolonged NFL careers as well as they're good for fantasy. You know, they don't need as many touches if they're that efficient in that short area. Um, But if you, For me, it's kind of like also, though, like, yeah, say I'm looking at like a Roshan Johnson this year. I know he's not going to have a ton of lateral agility, Mm -hmm. and I'm not expecting him to come in and deke people out of their shoes or kind of hit him with this amazing lateral move to make a guy miss. What I want from him is I want him to go in there, lower his shoulder, and bowl a guy over. Yeah. But for me, I'm looking at, hey, what do you got at that bench press? You know, where is this strength, you know, maybe possibly like the broad jump, showing off the explosion from the lower leg and the the explosion out of the body. So for me, it's like kind of where I peg these guys is what their role might be at the NFL level. And then those are the certain drills that I want to see them, you know, like they're not necessarily drills where you like constantly see like a number, but like if I, Eric Gray, for example, a guy that I think is going to have a big role in the passing game, how does he handle um, the catching portions of their drills? How does he look in and out of the breaks does he look comfortable stuff like that and i kind of look for that stuff more so as saying like hey every single running back has to be good at this it's more like what role are they gonna have and how did they do in that role so it's tough for me to say this is the exact type of drill that i'm really looking at for running backs but i guess if i had to pick it'd probably be like the 20 yard shuttle like i said
0: yeah no i understand that um i really like the the explosion metrics because typically like you said you have an idea of what these guys are going to be good at in the mm-hmm. nfl um you have that explosion it really helps especially in those five those early five yards like you look at a guy like kareem hunt who came out he ran like a four a two sorry oh i'm just can't speak at all can't speak <laughs> at all He ran a four six two you know four point six two for only four seconds and sixty four seconds but he had that explosion metric, which was like 1.58. That's what I'm looking for. You want to see the long speed. It doesn't always doesn't have to be there for the, these guys to be able to be impactful. And then Kareem Hunt came into the league, and he was breaking off 60-plus yard runs early off of his career because he was able to get through the hole quickly, into the second level. So I really like those. The, you mentioned the 10-yard split, and, and I like the the vertical too, just to get that, that lower body explosion. So the running backs are an interesting dynamic at the combine because for at least for me those explosion metrics are really really important and there's going to be a lot of guys that come into this that most people probably haven't heard of who's somebody that i think you that you think could really surprise in this like you you talked about Devontae price who's someone that can do what he did last year in this year's combine
1: um I feel like I could list a lot. So there's a guy, (laughs) I'd mentioned it, I uh, had an article over at FTN Fantasy on kind of sleepers, quote unquote. Um, I don't know if he's really sleeper anymore, but Dwayne McBride out of UAB is a guy that doesn't really get talked about a ton on Twitter. Um, I know uh, as well to drop Jax Falcone in here. I know he's kind of in on him. I know some other guys from the Cantons are kind of in on him and have them Mm -hmm. even inside his top five. So he's a guy that I think that isn't talked about a lot yet. He's five 5'11", 215 is where he's listed. Um, a big guy after contact. He actually led the uh, country in yards after contact, according to Pro Football Focus. Um, so he's a guy that kind of is, again, he's going to be almost that Kareem Hunt style where he's not yeah. going to run that quick time. He's probably running a four five four six, 4'6". Um, but he's probably going to have that quick, short area type of speed. Um, I think he'll do okay in the 20-yard uh, shuttle. Um, he's a guy that I'm watching. Um, but a guy that's really going to kind of maybe come out of, like, nowhere, nowhere. Mm, maybe Tyon Evans um, out of Louisville. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a guy that I did I did a film breakdown on him real early on because um, he was one of the first guys to actually declare. Um very limited usage at Louisville, but another guy that's at that 5'11, 210 um has real good speed. Um, not overly productive at Louisville. Cause like I said, like the minimum touches. Uh, but I think he could be someone that maybe kind of athletically kind of surprises us a little bit, maybe drives himself up. He's not gonna become like a top five guy, mm-hmm. yeah. but he might get himself drafted, um, and maybe have some late round dynasty type value as far as our fantasy drafts go um outside of that i feel like this this running back class has been well documented um just because of how deep it is so many people have kind of talked about a lot of these guys it's hard to really peg a guy that's going to come out of nowhere i think personally yeah
0: um, i don't at disagree at, with at that. least
1: of the guys that are there
0: so. yeah i don't i definitely don't disagree with that i, I think that mo ibrahim might surprise people being fully maybe closer to health in terms of his athletic okay. testing that's that's possible um Evan hall's a name a lot of people fans probably don't know that I think should have a really good day as well um I'm hoping that he runs like a 4440 it'd be nice to see a 4440 he's probably more of a four five guy uh, but that explosion early on I think he could do well there uh, so those are just a couple of guys that I'll be watching you know like you said, it seems like you go through the list of guys and almost everyone seems to be someone they talked about. Um mm-hmm. Fans probably don't know a ton about Tank Bigsby. I'll be very honest with you because Auburn's yeah, offense has been terrible. It's been awful, no good, very bad, and their offensive line so bad. And I think Tank might be one of the guys that has like a top three, two athletic testing showing because I do think he's that good of an athlete. So we'll see. Um I'm hopeful for a lot of these guys showing – well, to improve that draft stock. I'm, I'm yeah, I was kind of bummed Zach Evans isn't going to be there. Yeah, I feel like he's
1: a guy that needed this, um, just agree. from like the the circles of the NFL level. For some reason, like I really like him, and there's a lot mm-hmm. of untapped potential there. And fantasy wise, I have him ranked really high. But it's like from what I've been reading, it feels like I'm going to have to end up dropping him even more in my fantasy ranks just because I don't. I don't know if he's going to get the draft capital. It seems like a lot of like NFL teams almost aren't really in on him as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the same way with Tank Bigsby, another guy that was really highly touted as far as like campus to Canton stuff and Devy type of guys. Like a lot of people were in on him in the last couple of years, and I, I agree. I, I would love to see Bigsby kind of come out um, and kind of push himself back up and reassert himself in that top five yeah. of this class, um, just from that pure athletic testing. And like you said, I, I always forget. I always think Auburn. Uh, it's a pretty big, pretty big school, <laughs> yeah. but they have been pretty bad lately. That most of that is not on prime time college football windows mm-hmm.
0: so especially when your offense is so bad like the quarterback yeah, it left. Was really bad. bo nicks was the <laughs> it was a terrifying. tough
1: tough watch <laughs> i was yeah, kind was. of just like i'm like you know he, he showed some good things you know Absolutely. he showed that he doesn't need blockers he kind of had like that cam acres college tape where you're like how do you just do that <laughs> yeah
0: he was constantly churning out Yards, and you're like, wow, wow? This guy is just he found found ways to be successful. Yeah. So I'm pretty like I said, I'm pretty excited about him. Um, there, there's a guy here that I, I think has a lot to gain in terms of having a good showing. And I mean, there's always gonna be guys that do that have something to play for for the combine. While I know a lot of people probably know his name, he played at Georgia. I think Kenny McIntosh can show a lot of people he's got a lot to gain for the combine because he's kind of you, you see we talked you know tank bigsby's been someone who's t- talked about but you have a lot of other guys that have really moved their way up tajay spears um even to, to an extent guys like israel i've been band have been moving up draft boards and things like that and he kind of falls by the wayside but i i believe that he's a pretty well-rounded running back known mostly as a pass catcher but when you you dive into his tape at, at georgia they did a lot of different things with the offensive line, whether it's zone, whether it's gap, you know, power, things like that. They did move their guys around a lot. And on those zone plays, I, I thought he did a good job of diagnosing, seeing when you, you're, you've you got some pressure off the edge. He can get in and out of his breaks pretty well. Uh, so I think he's got a nice ability, all-around ability as a running back. And he can show well at the combine this week and really help improve his draft stock. Is there anybody else that you think could do the same?
1: Yeah, I like the Kenny McIntosh call. Um, I would say he doesn't have as much to gain um, just because I I feel like he showed so much at the senior bowl. Like from what I saw, like a lot of the NFL scouts and stuff, a little bit of talks that I've seen on Twitter. um, I feel like a lot of them enjoyed and saw and liked what they saw from him, Um, especially from the pass blocking side. I think that's Mm -hmm. where he's going to end up being as like kind of like a third down type of um backslash almost that cream hunt style role where it's not i'm not saying he's gonna be cream hunt but like that style role where you're kind of a passing down back but you can also be serviceable on first and second down in the event like the lead runner goes down or they need to be spelled here or there um i don't think he's gonna be like a lead lead back in the nfl yeah but i i agree I, i mean i'm sure if he tests pretty well he could probably gain some stuff um same ground uh but I would almost say, like like you'd mentioned, the guy that's going to surprise, like um, honestly, Sean Tucker, I think might be one. Okay, that could probably have a lot to gain or lose here. Um, he had a real big um, sophomore season, then kind of came in junior year. I, I think I'd seen that he was battling some injuries here or there, but was hardly as productive as far as it went for um, as a junior at Syracuse this past season. And I feel like he slipped very far down draft boards. Um, where he was kind of almost like talked about as possibly being one or two here in this class. Obviously, Bijan was ahead of him, but like kind of like two, three in this class. And it's kind of seemed like he slipped down boards and kind of lost the allure that he had last season. Um, So I think he has a lot to gain personally. If he comes out here and puts a, another track guy, I mean, if he puts a real quick 40 time out there looks pretty good in some of these drills, because there's some questionability about his like fluidity and lateral movement stuff. If he, put some pretty good times on there and shows that he's able to do that stuff. I think that he could gain a lot just because he does have that track speed, something that that NFL level is really looking for. Um, and kind of has a a feel. I know they have seen a lot of comps like that Austin Eckler stuff. Um, I don't know if he's as good of a pass catcher, but Mm -hmm. he's a guy that's got a dual threat ability to an extent and has that speed. So I think that a good, good metrics here could really help him kind of drive himself up with draft boards as well because I've seen him mocked lately too as a a, more of a late round pick
0: yeah I'm with you there it's he's again someone who's shown a lot of straight line speed at Syracuse but if you can show you got some more wiggle to you and granted he's not going to be able to show the vision aspects that I have my own questions about Mm -hmm. uh, about him but you come in you show you can be a well-rounded athlete it does help your draft stock a lot I will say If Zach Charbonnet runs under a 4 5, he's going to solidify himself as the RB3 in this class. And I believe he'll be drafted as the RB3. I I think that that's kind of where we're at. And that may be a little bit of a hot take for some people, but I don't care. I love what he does. If he can run fast, I think he'll be okay. I really think he'll be 3
1: 2, to be honest. Like, Mm -hmm. when you look at this class, and I've I've, I've said it on Twitter, I've said it on other podcasts. Like, once you go past Bijan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs, like, honestly, any of these guys could go next off the board. I really feel like, I mean, obviously, once you get past like, you know, Chase Brown, like when you're getting into like Chase Brown's, Nichols, like Ebran, like those guys, eh, maybe not so much. But like when you're talking like Evans, Bigsby, Charbonnet, Miller, Tucker, yeah. Gray, McBride, Banacanda, Johnson, A Chain, like, I feel like any of these guys could really be that third running back off the board. Just depends what team wants to take that shot at the running back and what they're looking for. But I think Charbonnet has one of the better three down upsides. And I I think he's the third one off pretty easily.
0: I like there so much. I I love, like, I love his game. So, you know. Just be, be be on the lookout for those running backs that you know, we talked about. There's going to be someone that we probably didn't talk about that has a good day. Just remember that there's so many guys here. We can't cover all of them. Uh Speaking of so many guys, we can't cover all of them. The wide receivers, there are so many at this combine. Uh, But let's kind of look a little bit back here. The senior bowl was at the beginning, uh end of January, end of February. And there's always some guys that can have ups and downs. Uh, there's a couple guys on this list that I'm looking at that didn't necessarily have huge days and really establish themselves. Do you think that the, who not do you, who are a couple of maybe one or two guys that didn't have the best showing down in mobile that could help bring some of that draft allure back to their names?
1: I think a guy, at least for me, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure where he's at as far as NFL teams go. I think Rasheed Rice is kind of a guy. I was kind yeah. of disappointed with his mm-hmm. senior bowl. Um, I mean, he didn't do anything overly bad, but he also didn't do anything overly exciting while these other yeah. guys were. So I think he's a guy that maybe could put some pretty good metrics. Like there's questions around his quickness and ability to move laterally again, yeah. another guy. So he's a guy who could maybe show some of that off and maybe show something in the 40. Um, but if he shows a real good vert, um, and a good broad jump, that's going to help him because he isn't the fastest guy. I think that could help him kind of cement type of like, hey, I can kind of still play above the rim and be a contested touch catch guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say probably I don't know if it was a disappointing, but I think Ronnie Bell. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, again, he was kind of a guy that just I didn't hear too much out of the senior bowl. I heard a couple good things. I mean, he looked decent in the game in the limited amount of time that he had, but I think Ronnie Bell is a guy that kind of he's a pretty athletic dude. I think that he can go out there lay some good numbers and metrics out there and then probably help himself a little bit as far as the draft stock goes.
0: Yeah. Ronnie Bell had a bad day and bad practices in terms of dropping the football. Like I, mean, I think he did well getting open. He showed his athletic ability, but he just couldn't catch the football. So he's going to have an opportunity to show in a couple of the drills that he can, he can catch the football. So, and I, I do think that he's a good athlete. So he'll should be able, should be able to test. Well, I'm looking at Jonathan Mingo out of Mrs. Uh, you know, Ole Miss who didn't have a great senior bowl, but, when you watch the tape he does get open deep so i think he should have a nice time you know showing guys he can run fast but again it's all about that change of direction if you can't create separation in the nfl for some of these bigger ish guys um you got you can't really do much outside of unless you're dk you know he's just not going to create a ton of separation he doesn't need to he just dunks on everybody so it doesn't really matter <laughs> uh, so i'm excited to see him participate in the drills show some explosions some of the short area quickness and then obviously run but then Go through some of the drills, show the routes and catches down the field. So he's a guy I'll be watching. Um, and I think who was the last guy? I was going Xavier Hutchinson's going to have a chance again to show that he's fast. <laughs> I don't necessarily think that he got an opportunity to show as much of his speed at the Senior Bulls. He he has personally, so he'll, he'll again have a chance to do that. Um, so those are just two guys I'm looking forward to watching um, for this this draft class there's a ton of guys at the top. You probably, you can ask five different people about who their wide receiver ranks are. And they give you five different rankings and five different answers. Um, Out of some of those, those top guys, who do you think has actually you you can see hurting their draft stock this week?
1: Mm, I'm going to say. Maybe Quentin Johnston. Um, The only reason I say that is, is that there's a lot of, a lot of question marks around him at the catch mm-hmm. point. Um, he doesn't necessarily attack the ball all the times. kind of leans towards body catches more than his hands. Yeah. So, like, as a bigger guy, like, you're kind of like, all right, that's not great. Um, he has a pretty bad <laughs> drop rate. He has a yeah. pretty bad contested catch metrics from pro football focus. So, like, you're kind of like, all right. Well, what is it that makes him so high? And it's that athleticism. It's that speed, the quickness, that lateral agility, the 40 times. Like, if he doesn't put up good numbers there, I could see some teams being kind of like, mm, is yeah. he? Or was it just because he was at TCU, didn't have the deepest of competition? Like, he only really, I mean, a majority of his yardage and production came in like three or four games. He had like three or four monster games, and the rest of the games were like, 30 40 yards here or there you know like he's kind of a bigger play type of guy that just kind of feasted on some of that lower competition so i think that he could kind of honestly hurt himself a little bit um i mean we're not going to see him free fall i think yeah. but you could see guys like jordan addison or smith the jigba say flowers the guy that's driving up josh down some of these guys maybe pass him um just because of that quick area quickness and like the more just of an ability being better at the catch point. And most of those guys are as well as then showing off a little bit more athleticism than they thought. So I think his drop would be a little bit of like a combination. Um, And I think Keyshawn Butte has a lot to lose and gain um, here. Um, Very bad season at LSU. Um, He's kind of been touted as a pretty high end prospect, but a lot of question marks around him. I think that he can kind of, help himself a lot. And this is not necessarily just the whole week is going to help him a little bit. Sure. I think more so than seeing a bad metric ran. Um, I just kind of think showing something here could kind of really either make it or
0: break it for him. I'm glad you brought up Boote because that's, one of the biggest things were the off field concerns like this entire week of interviews is going to be huge for his process. And if he doesn't interview well, we're talking about someone who could fall completely off draft boards, like just be Mm -hmm. a no touch, no fly Mm -hmm. zone completely. So it's a huge week for him there. I also think that he can, I think he's an exceptional athlete. I've said it on his evaluation. I think he's the most talented wide receiver in this whole class. I do. I believe it. And the problem is what's going on between the ears. What's going on, Outside of football distractions, stuff like that, if he can get with the right team, show well at the combine here, improve his draft stock, I think could be. I think could be all right. I actually think Jordan Addison can also hurt himself because everyone thinks he's this blazer. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a blazer. Yeah. I, I think he is if if he runs a four or five, we're talking about. I mean, I don't know. If, I think he probably. I think he probably runs closer to a four or five than he does a four or four flat. I. I I think he's going to run yeah, somewhere upper around four that fours or yeah. upper yeah up in that so area. we'll see but if he he could hurt himself a little bit I have my own questions about his game but when it comes to his draft stock a lot of it is based off of the attack after catch because he does a good job of creating separation he runs really pretty good routes and that's one of the questions I think that I'll have and be answered relatively quickly if he he, he has a good 40 But I mean I'm not talking about like drop into the second round he's still probably yeah. going the first but in terms of the first wide receiver off the board he's up there right now um he, he might not be after the combine so we'll see it, it's a lot not gonna happen not can change and i'm excited to see you know how how these guys go real quick who's one guy that you can't wait to see in this combine with all, all the drills all everything
1: uh i'm excited to see marvin mims i think he's a guy that's been talked about a lot I
0: did not
1: Um, expect that answer. uh, Yeah, I mean, um, there's a lot of names. There's a lot of guys I like. Um, But, again, I I like Mims. I think he's a a guy that I kind of just want to see. Like, I'm excited to see what he puts out there Um, Mm -hmm. because, again, he's another guy, kind of a – he's more of a burner, Um, very versatile. He played all over the field, lined up in a lot of different places for Oklahoma. Uh, He had some drop issues, but, like, a really productive receiver for them, and nobody's really talking about him. Um, I'm kind of su- curious to see where he comes in because he is listed only at 5'11", 184, a little bit on that yeah. smaller size. But, like, I'm curious. I just want to see what he puts out there and see exactly maybe he can help himself a lot. And I think he's a guy that could kind of just emerge out of nowhere. I think a
0: lot of people, you'll see
1: him kind of drive some rankings up and stuff. But I'm excited. I want to see him a little bit. I think he's an explosive guy. It's fun to watch. So
0: Yeah, talk about guys that you didn't expect people to say. I'm, I can't wait to see Jaden Reed. Out of Michigan State. This yeah. is a guy who was ascending in, in the draft talk last year before coming into 2020. He had an excellent, an excellent senior bowl, and he still didn't get talked about enough, in my opinion. I think he's an excellent athlete too. When you look at what he does, he's a he's a fast guy, but also what he was able to do with the senior bowl, creating separation consistently also going to get the football those are all really nice things to see for the short area you know for the 20 yard the three the three cone stuff like that and then the explosion numbers I think he might jump really really well too so uh, I think he could come out of this from a guy who probably started the draft processes as a day three pick he could I think he could sneak into the third round and when you see a guy like that come up in these draft boards be a sleeper for your you know some of your your fantasy drafts if you're drafting rookies right now Get him in like the fourth round, fifth round of your rookie drafts, and kind of sneak him away, and he could become something that you're really excited about. Because I, I really am excited about getting him in the right system, and I, I not just the right system. I don't know if he's like scheme proof by any stretch, but what he offers as a Z slot receiver in the NFL is extremely valuable with those the downfield and intermediate. Uh, abilities that he, he has so I'm excited to see what he does and if you guys couldn't understand how excited I am I'm hopeful that I could portray that through <laughs> how I talk about him because I, I really do I think he's a special uh guy and just got you know Michigan State's not an offensive juggernaut by any stretch of the imagination no. um they don't use their players creatively enough so I think he could he could be pretty he'd be pretty exciting at the combine and then in the NFL too Yeah, I like him a lot.
1: I think he could be a guy that, like you said, I think there's a big need, I think, at the NFL level for slot this year. And you got a ton of those guys kind of coming out um, (laughs) as far as the draft goes. So I like him. I think he could become somebody like that, like a little bit better than Jacoby Myers, but like kind of that mold kind of of in the slot, kind of decent, can create that good separation, reliable type of target.
0: Um, I like him. This tight end class probably the most talented that we've seen in a very long time at the top. Uh, it's it's extremely talented. It it's just Luke Musgrave is going to be the best performer of the combine, right? Like he's just going to be the best best tight end performer, right? Like there's no question about that.
1: <laughs> uh maybe. Um I feel like I'm like not as in on Luke mm-hmm. Musgrave. Maybe okay. I'm like the I'm definitely probably the minority there. Um <laughs> but like I like him. Um, I have him in my top four. We'll put it that way. Okay. Um, but I still think Dalton Kincaid's the guy as far as athleticism goes. Um, yeah, Musgrave might test pretty good, but I think really the guy that's going to be exciting to watch is going to be like Sam Laporta. Um, he's a guy that's not really getting talked about much anymore yeah. out of Iowa. Um, he's actually kind of like, a. I I think he might sneak up there. um, but yeah, like Musgrave, I, I don't think he's a lock to be the the best performer overall. Okay, I think Kincaid gives him a run. I think there's some pretty athletic tight ends once you start getting down deep into this. Um, there's some pretty athletic tight ends in this class that aren't going to draw the allure that Musgrave does. You know, like some of those guys that probably aren't going to get super high draft capital. But there's some that are that are pretty athletic that I think might test a little better than him.
0: Yeah, when Luke Musgrave runs like the four-five, that he's going to run, people are going to lose their minds, and that's <laughs> what that's what this is going to be about. It's funny you mentioned Sandiport. I haven't been able to see a ton of. There's not much Iowa tape out there, so I haven't seen uh, his his game but I'm very interested to see him because I do I hear a lot of people that I trust talk about him being one of these top guys that no one's really talking about so I want to see how he performs I also want to see how Darnell Washington performs the just mm-hmm. humongous tight end how he can how he can do wonder if that short area quickness is deterred by his his frame his size I, I know you, you mentioned Dalton Kikade I'm actually excited to see how uh, Payne Durham performs he's yeah. not like a traditional athletic looking tight end but uh, if he can have a a good a good 40 he doesn't need to be a blazing tight end for a 40 but if you have a good 40 if he can show well in those athletic those short area builds he's somebody that i'm excited for on day three especially in a draft a talent devoid tight end class in the nfl like there is not many talented guys right now that, that can put up points Payne Durham is not just a guy that is going to catch a bunch of touchdowns, but if he can show that he can be a reliable type of route runner too, someone you can help inject into your offense, he's someone that not just is going to be able to do those, but have that touchdown upside because he's such a huge part of the red zone offense. So he's somebody that I'm I'm watching for and he can improve his draft stock too with, with a good week here and and really be somebody to put on your, your rookie draft radar is not just a, you know, a flyer, but someone who can, legitimately score touchdowns in the NFL
1: yeah fun fun fact about laporta though he actually leads the tight ends that are invited to the combine he mm-hmm. had the most misforced tackles from pro football Focus there you go he had 20. now obviously they use a different metric but Kincaid's <laughs> at 16 and 12. so i don't know necessarily the misforced tackles that's there obviously it's just making a guy miss and like i yeah. said I haven't watched a ton like you said of sam laporta but like that's a pretty good metric as far as whether he's running people over or yeah. he is making a miss. You know, I, it, Iowa, you know, you always go back to the TJ Hawkinson's or the, the uh, George Kittles. Like it, I mean, I really liked LaPorta coming in. Um, And I mean, he fell a little bit, didn't have a crazy year, but yeah. he had 657 receiving yards. So, I mean, it' had a decent season. Um, So I'm excited. I kind of want to, I think he's a guy that might start to get some more buzz if he, if he, does pretty well at the combine.
0: Yeah, Iowa's Iowa's entire offense was handicapped. Like they had a humongous. The whole thing was bad because their quarterback was. I've watched. I watched a, a couple Iowa games. I couldn't get through them. They were so awful mm-hmm. to watch on offense. I'm surprised they won as many games as they did. Their defense was just doing everything. So he had 600 yards in that offense. Like that's that's like a thousand plus in my mind. <laughs> um, do you think that the tight end one can be determined by the combine, considering? There is a lot of people that have, you know, different answers, whether it's Michael Mayer, whether it's Dalton Kincaid, whether it's Luke Musgrave. uh, Do you think, even Darnell Washington, for for, to to an extent, do you think that this, because a lot of people do have the top four or five tight ends so close, that the combine performance by any one of them could alter which which tight end gets taken first?
1: Mm, I'm going to say yes. The only reason is, is I think if Kincaid really goes out there and puts, I think if Kincaid goes out there and puts on a really good show, as far as athleticism goes, Mm -hmm. I think he only kind of cements what we've seen on film and some of the advanced that like numbers show. But also I think if Michael Mayer goes out there and puts a really good show on a decent 40 time, like shows some pretty good movement in like the, the, the 20 yard shuttle, um, Maybe a good broad jump, some verts. Like, there's a chance that he just re cements the fact that he's always kind of been the tight end one of this class. Yeah. And I think, like, he could just be like, hey, I'm still here. And, like, yeah, Dalton Kincaid's fun and all. But, like, as far as an NFL tight end goes, he might be able to cement himself as, like, the first guy off the draft board. Um, fantasy wise, that will obviously could change because I think Kincaid might end up being a better fantasy tight end. Mm hmm. Um, but I think Michael Mayer can hold his own as well when it comes to that. So, but I think, yes, I think that at this combine, you're going to see that because I think these two guys are really close. I don't necessarily think Musgrave and Washington are as close as like we're making it as far Mm -hmm. as NFL teams look. I don't think that those two are as polished completely. Um, Washington, yes, he's, he's an allure, um, but he's really more that size And kind of just like a freak athlete. Um, But both Mayer and Kincaid are pretty good blockers. Um, Mayer's obviously better as a blocker. But both hold their own. Um, Both are pretty good in the pass game. And both are good after the catch. They just have two different styles. So one's really your bulldozer. That's Michael Mayer. He's going to run you over. He's not necessarily trying to make you miss. Kincaid can make you miss. And he also can kind of run you over if he has to. So I think it should be interesting, um, but I do think the combine does help kind of cement which one of these two is going to be that top guy taken.
0: Yeah, I was thinking the same thing when I was watching Michael Mayer for my film breakdown on RGR football. Like it's he's got so much going for him, but the way Notre Dame uses uses him kind of leaves some creativity or some things to be looked at because he's not really used in space very much. He has a couple of jet sweep. Actually, touch passes that they use in it, which I was like, OK, using a touch pass jet sweep for a tight end of his size. I'm OK with that. But I like to see him in space with some, you know, some tight end screens and things like that to really get a feel for how he, he moves in space. And they didn't do you know, enough of that to my liking. So I, I agree that he really could remind everybody, look, I've been the tight end one for like most of this. And you guys just trying to keep bringing up other guys. And I'm going to reassert myself as the guy of this class. Before we get out of here, a few names that you guys should be watching for at the wide receiver position that could you're probably not looking for that could really help themselves and also surprise people with how well they perform at the combine. I think Mitchell Tinsley from Penn State is a guy you should watch for. He's a big physical receiver, jump out of a gym kind of guy. He's going to run a pretty good 40, I think. But uh couldn't surprise some people there. Also, there is uh, BYU wide receiver Puka Nakua watch for him. He's going to be interesting as well. Um, I, watch I, I watched him. him and I was like, this dude reminds me of like a, a Khalil Shakur. Like he's the same kind of player, but he's bigger and he can make contested catches. So I definitely watch him. He should be kind of, kind of fun there. And then the last guy, Elijah Higgins, who's probably going to be a tight end convert, um, out of Stanford. He's a big guy. They're talking about moving to tight end at the, at the senior bowl. Um, I like what he could possibly provide as a tight end. Again, you're looking at the athletic metrics for him, and then he's going to put on weight. So um, I can't, 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 can't leave up my guy Andre Yosivas. I think he's going to have a really nice uh, combine as well out of Princeton. So thank you very much, Jeremy, for joining me on this podcast to break down the combine. Let everyone know where they can find you and what you're working on next. Yeah,
1: I'm going to add one. Jason Brownlee, Southern Miss. There you six go. Six foot three, two twenty. He has a career yards per route run of like two, yeah, 2.26. Pretty nice. high in the class, actually. Yeah. Um. So a guy I haven't watched a lot on, so I don't know a ton. Uh, but I saw that metric when I was going through it the other day, and I was like, oh, this could be a guy that I could kind of surprised at the combine. It would be more <laughs> athletic than we think. Absolutely. So there, I'll give Love you one a, a real deep, deep one. That guy's like real deep. Southern Pennsylvania watching a lot of that. <laughs> so, But you can find me, uh, any of my works over at ftnfantasy.com. Um, and just kind of pumping out rookie threads as I can. Uh, I got the podcast over there, dynasty podcast, check it out. Um, yeah. And then I have a weekly article dynasty stock watch kind of just go over some stuff that stuff that's going on. Not too much crazy going on right now. Obviously dynasty even slows down at this point until we really get close to the draft. So
0: are always man dynasty it always it's never not it's never stopped but it kind of has that that lull right now it's like it best ball and people are yeah. like we want best ball drafts and not dynasty talk so as soon as like the combine's over and the draft is coming up dynasty's about to kick kick off but you guys know this is the fantasy football Astronauts podcast you guys can find me on twitter at inharmsway19 twitter tiktok you know it's all the same stuff we got constant draft talk there's constant clips going out on, on twitter all of my work up at this, uh, the fantasy football uh, subscribe please do that because we do advanced film breakdowns myself and jetpack have a ton of ton of prospects already up over there uh first and second tier kind of guys so you'll want to check that out and we are the fantasy football astronauts we're blasting off once again you guys have a great day